Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. You thought the season was over, but this is a bonus Suckers. episode. Suckers. <laughs> we suckered you into listening to Idiots. another episode. <laughs> Wait thought, a minute. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, actually. Thank you, nice people. Thank you for listening, even though we're in a, a hiatus until the new year. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Weird. when you're listening to this you're not going to get in uh, some new fresh episodes besides maybe a bonus this you're listening to maybe another bonus yeah i think will be coming your way yeah. hint hint wink wink but uh but we really are fourth season won't be starting until mid-january of uh 2020 holy crap <laughs> it's we're recording this well before then yeah so saying that out loud it's like feels so it's like 94 degrees outside <laughs> yeah and we're talking about winter which time could in the still future. be november in los angeles but... true true yeah. very true uh sometimes even in when my home state utah you'll have like a we get really bad winters but then you'd have like a burst of a hot day and you're like ah Snow, hot and snow on the ground at the same time weird. makes you very uncomfortable. Very weird. Because it's not necessarily fall. You know what I mean? Where you yeah. Can, like, it's just weird weather back there. Some deers. You're Never shaking been. your head with I want to go. Pictures look nice. Hey, you know, maybe next time me and Beth visit. I'll tag. I'll get in one of you guys' bags <laughs> yeah, you get and one tag along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I got exactly what you're I Because I have a bag that's... Like the length of <laughs> like you, very long. Yeah, I don't like con- I don't like going condensed. Mm-mm. I like put laying out all my stuff. Like it looks as if I'm taking a snowboard. Yeah. when I travel. Yeah, and so you'll fit right That's in what there. I'll be at. Cool. <laughs> That's the only way I can afford uh, it. Right so now. dumb. The holidays, <laughs> uh, but great. Uh, I don't know why I said holidays. Just you, me, holidays, tra- you traveling man. back to Utah. Even though I won't be going to Utah, uh, or I hadn't. Vis- I won't be going to Utah this year for the first time Where for are you Christmas. Going? going to with best family this year. Cool. Up That's into nice. Seattle, very first time. Have you not going home? Have you have you been up to Seattle to meet them at all? No, I've met all of her family, but I have not visited her actual where they live yet. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, I think it will be a lot of fun. That'll be great. Hang out with her family, her niece. It should be good. Cool. I'll try to go to a brewery maybe when I'm in there. Seattle. Yeah. Uh, oh Portland, Portland Jack, gigantic dude, you read in my mind. Yeah, I, was uh, like, I knew that's where you were clocking. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've they're never close been enough. To the Pacific, like Northwest. I've only driven through and then stayed in Olympia. And Olympia, and the drive was beautiful. Olympia is yeah. awesome, but besides that, I haven't gone all the way up to Seattle. Go, man! Big trees up there. Big trees. I want to look at a big old tree. Big old. Well, I mean, we have big trees in California. Yeah, redwoods and. Yeah. Yosemite, I believe, is where those can be found. I went to Kings Canyon and they had a big ass tree. The wow. biggest tree by volume. By volume? Yeah, it's not the tallest and it's not the widest. <laughs> but by but volume. It's by volume. It's, it's I don't even know. I honestly don't even know what that really means. It's just like, um, it's shorter than the tallest tree, but it's still really tall. And then it's skinnier than the widest tree, but it's still fucking wide. It's amazing. Huge. It's huge. <laughs> so it's like the, like, it's big. Great. Love it. <laughs> love it. I yeah. love it. Uh, well, that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone asleep yet? <laughs> Are you asleep yet? We haven't hit it. We haven't t- touched on Hellboy yet. No. 
Uh, but you know what? You get us along with all the Hellboy yeah, content. Yeah, sorry. But with this bonus episode, what we're covering today is going to be all four covers of what was the first storyline we tackled in season three, which is Conqueror Worm. Yeah. Very cool covers. But before we jump into actually going into those specifically, um, today um, we opened up um, Kate did the honors. I got my local comic book store secret headquarters to order me a copy of Hellboy 25 Years of Covers. It's so great. It's gorgeous. It's almost like just fits in right in with the library editions. And then, and, yeah, they're uh, like kind of cloth um, binding and everything. Yes. It's really nice. Very gorgeous. Um, I'm very excited to get this because one of our major complaints when we would go through the library editions and will probably continue to be a little gripe is that they don't include the covers. They just include like a reprinting of them in like black and gray. Yeah. So it's like, okay, it's cool. They're there. They're present, but you don't, you sort of miss out on them. Yeah. Then we, I mean, this, this book is worth a a buy. I like, I just want to get that out of the way. Dark Horse did a great job with this. The printing is great. Um, The binding, the, the, the order of the collection is great. I even see some, um, I'm glancing through it because we just barely, literally opened it moments ago before pushing record. Looks like there might be some BPRD covers in here. I can't tell yet. Yeah. Um, I might be wrong, but I don't it might know. be all Hellboy. I think it might, uh, it looks like more I'm going Other through, artists, it's all at least. Hellboy, yeah. Like it's not a purely Mignola book. Yeah, for sure. But, oh, there's so many great covers. The only complaint that me and Kate have with this this re reprinting of all these beautiful covers and I'm fine with this book. I'm going to love it. Yeah. But they don't have the title. Yeah. They've removed all the title card. I don't know what else you'd call that. The Just uh, like the publishing information, like all of that. And like the, you know, just the price. Like, I feel like there's, that's part of the composition of a comic book cover. And I feel like, while it's like awesome to look at a version that doesn't have that, you kind of see like, oh, this is what the artist has to do. But like, that's part of the consideration when you're, you know, when you're making a comic book cover is like the title's got to go here. The publisher information has to go there. The like tagline, you know, if they have one. I 100% agree with yeah. you because it feels like you're we're one step removed from the actual cover. Yeah. Like we're just looking at the cover art versus yeah. the actual collection of covers. Yeah. So that's my only. I love, like, I love to look at like the prices and stuff like that. That's yeah. like part of the neat thing I, about like any kind of like if you have like a poster that's like the comic book cover of like an old Spider-Man or something like that. Like it's cool to be like 50 cents. A hundred percent agree I mean? with you. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's where you, you said it's all part of the composition. Therefore there has to be a choice of where it lands. Yeah. Um, and you know, there might be bad choices sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe there's yeah. sometimes the the little car. I can see the the the. There's another side of that of like, oh, I don't want like the the barcode there. I'm fine with that. Sure. But it feels like the barcode is the last thing because it never feels like the barcode is part of the art. It just feels like it's slapped on. Or usually it's on the back. Yeah, I, a lot of Marvel code. stuffs in the front. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I've noticed. That's true, yeah. I feel like more of the indie comics, they put it on the back. Yeah. Because they're, they'll realize that collectors want it to be clean on the front. Yeah. So but again, that goes back to, I do think, the logo of like Dark Horse's Hellboy title. Yeah. The title of the story, especially on, I mean, let's just jump into these, yeah, these first of. issues. So we're looking at now um, the first cover, um, Conqueror 1 of 4. 
just speaking to exactly what you're saying, uh, Kate, is that it feels like even the title of our story where it says Conqueror Worm by Mike Mignola is there's a decision made to where the place that. Yeah. That completes this cover. Yeah, totally. Like it kind of follow like it sort of has this diagonal um, composition here where it's going from like the bottom left up to the uh, top right. Um, although you have like it's kind of like an X composition because you still have like Lobster Johnson with the like orange and purple and then this this uh, dead soldier like mm-hmm. soldier skeleton here at the bottom uh, right making that kind of like line going that way from the top left to the bottom right. Yeah. But I think the strongest thing is like Hellboy because he's so bright he like stands out against the purple and then it goes up into um, Conqueror Worm like you Conqueror Worm by Mike Mignola so you get to kind of like have this really strong diagonal still. I don't know. I think it's like part of it. Yeah. You have to take into consideration that kind of thing if you're making like or if I'm like making like a UCB poster or something like that. That's really like the only time yeah. I'm doing a ton of graphic design. But I think it's so interesting. Like it's still interesting to me where they where they put it. I think you're 100% right. And I love that this first cover because we've only had if you if you've been reading at this point, Hellboy like and you're picking up everything consistently at this point. We've only had a glimpse of this Lobster Johnson character in a short. Yeah. So this character this is just throwing him right on the cover. Yeah. And we know very little of him and he's right there behind Hellboy. It's like intriguing, but he's still, you know, he still has this like air of mystery because he's got the, like I said, like the purple kind of like, and he's pretty much like purple and black. He's not like super well lit or whatever. Yeah. So, and he's got the same kind of like sallow complexion of the skull, like this dead Nazi. So there's kind of like little subtle hints about like, what his deal is in Conqueror Worm. Yeah. And it's like, it's just really cool. It's a great cover. Yeah, it really is. And I love the, where we have the return of our homunculus in yeah. a major storyline with a little box, a little classic Mignola box. Yeah, with like a, bringing him forward there. Yeah, very cool. I love the purples that are going to be out through. I think, I think as we move on to the others, that purple is pretty consistent. But I love that instead of white shading, choosing this purple color. Sort of gives it that feel of that supernatural energy that's going to be throughout the story, I think. Yeah, it's like eerie and strange. Like, I feel like purples and greens tend to, like, give you that feeling. Um, that that's And that's what you kind of miss out on with the uh, library editions. You, yeah. it, like, they're all in gray, so you still get to see, you know, the drawings themselves. They look fucking great, but they're... they're I think color adds so much to the feel of this comic. So it's nice to see this. Oh, and we're looking at the covers on the Hellboy wiki. um, Oh, yeah. The fandom fandom Hellboy wiki, which is a a perfect source for all of us. Such a great website. Like everybody or if if it's one person, you know, or a team of people who run it. Good job on this fucking website. It's so great. Yeah. Such (laughs) nice big like scans of the covers and. Like you can zoom in and really see it like it's you could see like the texture of the ink like it's fucking great. Super high quality thing. So if you're like, what does this look like? I don't know where it is. Yeah. Hellboy.fandom.com. And we, when we move on to the second issue, I'm completely wrong. The purple doesn't <laughs> stay consistent. I'm thinking maybe I just remember him using purple on covers in the past. Oh, Dave yeah. Stewart, yeah. So. He definitely does. Yeah. Because uh, I do believe Dave Stewart's coloring these. Yeah. Um. If if it's anybody else, I'm absolutely shocked. <laughs> yeah. And somebody can correct us. But this one's great. This is where we have the uh, 
Oh my god, what is the what are the robot gorillas called? Grimpf. Cr- oh my gosh. Our listeners are gonna kill me. <laughs> I literally Kriegoff, yeah. Kriegoff. Kriegoff. Kriegoffs, yeah. Or so Kriegoffi. they're they're called the Kriegoffe. I don't Kriegoff. know German. We've yeah, we've we've had people correct us, but you know what? Like they, they <laughs> well, kind of just let us, us slide. Because here or, we go. Yeah, exactly. Kriegoffi. So it's the first time we've we've seen him before, because we yeah. remember in this short that the very beginning. It's another cool thing to see him sort of he introduced a, new, a pretty new character. Uh, on the first first cover with Lobster Johnson, yeah, sort of like teased the, the return of the homunculus in the major in the major storyline. Then Kagafi, this giant um, gorilla robot, half robot gorilla, is a character that if you are like a huge fan of Hellboy and you went back and yeah. really started there or returned to that, you only remember it from this little short. <laughs> the yeah. Herman von Krenz but that gives you it. a big idea of like, ooh, who's who's in here? Yeah, yeah. Because like, if you are, you're like, is is does that mean that one little head's back? Is yeah, a floating head. It's awesome. It teases a lot. I, I, I'm 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 gonna gripe on a lot of like what you were talking about and like, and what is disappointing about the not having the titles in the in the collection is the title shifted. It wasn't like they just generically, the only thing that's really in the same position is the main title card of Hellboy, Dark Horse, and the price in two of four. Yeah. But the Conquer Worm by Mike Mignola has shifted yeah. four, and I only can believe that's in order because of what the art needed. It needed to be yeah. in concurrent, concurrent with the art. And they also made the choice to tuck the cover a little bit under the, the uh, right hand of the... Kragafi? Yeah. Yeah, I love I love when a title gets obstructed by the image. Yeah. I don't know why. It makes it's it so neat. dynamic. It like breaks it. Yeah, it really brings him forward a lot. It's cool. And gives it like that. It takes it off the 2D and makes gives you just like a natural depth to it. Totally. Feel. I love that. Yeah, it feels like it's really coming at you. And this one's really cool. I love the this choice of this sort of like um, subdued green. Yeah, this like green into almost like a brown kind of color. It's really great. Yeah. Man. And he's getting pounded. Yeah, son of a... And he has like a weird thing on his arm that we don't know yet until we get into right. the story. And then the skull. I love that little skull. He does skulls so well, Mr. Mignola. Dude, he's <laughs> so awesome. And I like the consistency of using this little block too. Now we're seeing like a head. Yeah. Like partially an eye and then a little swatch skull on his head. So that's also giving you a clue of who's in this story if yeah, it wasn't introduced bad. already. Mm-hmm. But again, it's so cool because I do think these covers, and we've maybe said this before in prior episodes or bonus and talked about issues, say that you were like, you walked away from Hellboy or you met like two things. Maybe you walked away from Hellboy and you forgot about it because you're busy reading something else. Yeah. Or you haven't picked up Hellboy because you're like, I don't know if I'm unsure. This co- his covers tend to me to like, God, they like just grab you if they were sitting on the shelf. Totally. Like there's like I'd be so curious if I had walked up and just saw this cover on the shelf. Just like the amount of black that he frames it into, like Yeah, he's using that background smoke to just silhouette create a silhouette. Yeah. And he doesn't really do like a ton of kind of cross hatching, which you see a lot in like Mm -hmm. like a Marvel or DC comic. I feel like it's like a pretty it's a pretty big like staple of their style i think is just like just certain elements of like cross hatching on their muscles and stuff like that and this is like such a graphic like bold like solid fields of black even throughout the characters and stuff and 
Just looks awesome, really distinct. I love it. Yeah. And I love that like it's a, and that's him getting pounded and you just get that little small amount of dialogue. Son of a. Yeah, son of a. <laughs> Classic Hellboy. So good. So good. All right, then our third one. Want to give it describe what we're looking at here, Kate? Yeah, yeah. For issue three of Conqueror Worm. For this one, this cool that he kind of like inverts the black and has like the black as the horizontal element. Yeah, it's like um, it's like almost cool. like black smoke covering the sky behind it. Yeah, like yeah, blacking out the stars, and that's really cool. And you get like, so you kind of get the sense of like something celestial happening, which yeah. happens in Hellboy every now and then, and definitely in Conqueror the Worm. Yeah, it's really. That's directly related to the story. It's wonderful. It's really cool. And then, yeah, just and Hellboy, like big, bold standing, like kind of like feeling his eyes are like the same color as the stars. Like you kind of get this like brown and yellow, like orangey colored motif sort of in this one. What an amazing choice, though, by like. Dave Stewart to because I do think you can get a colorist who's good, but sort of will go down the normal path of like stars. Oh, let's give it and put it on black or yeah, put it on this or like blues or something. But the idea of putting that brown again keeps it in the weird off-putting tone of yeah. like uh, the world of Hellboy. Like yeah. un- very much uncertainty. It's an interesting choice. Like I wish I knew how, you know, like I wish I knew what, like what kind of thought process the colorist has for that kind of thing. Like it's just neat either, either just to mix it up and make it like each one is sort of a different color motif or if it's like, I don't know, I don't know, but it's effective and it looks really great. And just these kind of floating skulls sort of around his head and, and then one like out off to the side. Yeah. That one that's like in profile is very strange and like, composition wise just like very interesting. You get the sense of floating. I mean, they're, they're all kind of like these, like Mignola kind of draws these like, it's not like a pile or something. It's like this like a uh, collection of things all kind of gathered together in like they're not necessarily in the same like place or something. Mm-hmm. Like they'll have like a skull kind of for lack of a better word, like floating there. But this one literally is separated from the other skulls and from everything else. It's just like on its own. So it does even more so have this sense of floating especially being like suspended in these stars, you really get a sense of it's going to be like some kind of space situation. <laughs> yeah. Involved in space or like involved in like, uh, know, the cosmic. like a sci-fi kind of shit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very, very cosmic. cosmic. And I love, again, the consistency of having a little square frame uh, and including now um, Herman von Klemp's like niece yeah. with the, the gas mask on. And under his signature in all of these, he has like a little box. Under it always says, you know, he says the little date of the year or the year, not the date. Sorry. Well, just where it's like, even like where it says Mignola, it has like a little square and I think it's, he's had them for the other two. Yeah. He so. puts the date. I mean the year, the year, oh. like 99. Oh yeah. I see in the very first I mean, one. I think that's his consistent signature is cool. definitely doing that. Which oh, I never very, noticed that before. Oh, really? That's cool. It's definitely his little thing. Oh, I didn't know. You'll, if you even look at what he's currently doing, he'll, he'll like put that on there. That's how you know it's a mignon. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. And again, I, I just want to point out too, before we move on to the last thing, is like these are the perfect representation where I've, I, like of something I've small little gripe with all of the movies. And maybe not all the movies. I take that back because I think Ron Perlman actually has the same, has the right body shape for uh, Hellboy. Yeah. So I got to give him that. They put him in like, he has a more of a working man's body, but the most recent one, they made David Harbor like fucking big, big, swole, very like 
are you really that spending that much time at the gym? Yeah. Whereas like these have just the perfect representation of his actual body where I'm like, yeah, you're a working man. Yeah. You're not, you're tough. You're not toned. Yeah, you're toned and tough, yeah. but it's because of the job, not because you're spending hours fucking cranking it at the fucking local gym. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a membership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never see the weight room at the BPRD headquarters or anything. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past them if they had one. I mean, probably. Gotta they gotta. Yeah. Keep the, you gotta keep the agents fit. <laughs> but great. And then we're on to the final one. Which is pretty fucking phenomenal. Yeah, dude. This one even has, like, the title is all red instead of with the usual, like, yellow in the middle. Yeah, which is interesting because Wake the Devil, they changed the colors. I think each ep- each episode, each issue yeah. had a different logo. They would change the colors depending on the sort of follow with the the cover. Yeah. This is the only on the fourth one do they do that with that all that red. It's effective, cool. I think. Yeah, it makes it pop. It makes the yellow of the worm pop out. Yeah, sure. And he's obstructing the logo as well. The yeah. conquer worm. And this one has like a really strong like pyramid kind of composition, where it, like this worm is just like shooting out over the title, uh, just completely like dwarfing this huge castle that we've seen yeah. like, that we're in, and this little teeny figure up like facing against it. Um, I believe that would be Roger. Yeah, I think so. Or Humunculus. And then that. just the yellow repeated in Lobster Johnson's eyes at the bottom is really yes. And I, in Hellboy's eyes, too. Yeah, and he, now our Hellboy. We've had him featured in every cover, and now he gets the box. Yeah. Very fascinating, that choice. Yeah. Very cool. It's like, oh, it's like, oh yeah. This is a, it's almost like it. I don't know what that's saying or what why what the what the choice is behind that, but it's like he's part of a bigger thing and it's like that's it. Yeah. This bigger cosmic journey, I guess. I like the as you said, the yellow. I like how bright it starts at the top with the head of the the worm. Yeah. But then it dissipates and becomes like this thicker brown near yeah, the end. Like this I really, mustardy color. Or yeah. I really like, like that. Yeah, it's really cool. It just gives the sense of like, like especially the eyes are like completely white or what I assume are the eyes of this worm. And it just makes it feel like it's like volatile, like this crazy explosive kind of nature of this worm. It's mm. you get, I mean, besides the title, like you get the sense that this thing is destructive as shit. There's like, yeah. there's just clouds of dust all around it and like debris. And yeah, it just seems like, Oh, this thing is powerful. It's going to crush. Yeah. And we had the cosmos behind it with that yeah. classic black. And the, but I love the use of the blues for the stars. Yeah. Very cool. God damn it. It's Dave Stewart. <laughs> Good job, everybody. Good job indeed, everybody. But that's it. That was, those are the yeah. four issues, the four amazing covers for a phenomenal storyline of Hellboy right before he leaves the BPRD. That's so good. So wonderful. Um, any f- final thoughts on any of that? Do you have like a favorite one? If I had a favorite out of these, it is a it's a bit tricky to choose. I'm gonna go with it's almost a tie, but I think it won. I was gonna say it's a tie between the the fourth with the worm and Kragafi, but I think looking at it again, I think number issue two is my favorite out of these four. I think I think same. I love the. It's I think really the, cool. Yeah, 
and it's one, I, I like one too though. I one know. I think is a perfect cover, especially for issue an yeah. issue one. It really is going here. There's a there's a lot in here for you. Yeah, like so. But I do number two is my fave. I think same. It's just gorgeous. It's dynamic. That the 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 composition is so like simple, but so kinetic. Yeah. And green really makes Hellboy like pop. That's just like some color theory shit. Yeah. Like that. There's like, if you ever look at a color wheel or if you ever had to do like an art class, like it'll show you like kind of each color's opposite. And like, so if you want to have red come forward a lot, put it against something green, basically. Ah, uh, Christmas. Christmas, man. Goodness. Yeah. Just like really pops or like. The Lakers or something like yellow against purple. Yeah, like those are. I'll show you on the color wheel. This is fascinating. Everybody, I Google love it. I think it is color wheel. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And like blue and orange. So it's like there are certain like, I don't know. I I took a color theory class, so I'm not a fucking expert or anything. But it's but like, sure. But it's part of I'm sure like the thought process for any comic book color artist. I, I would love a hundred percent. And then when you go beyond right. just like the basic version of those colors, I think you get like what Dave Stewart's doing. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely. Cause he does brilliant. like more muted colors most of the time with like, like he'll use like the brighter, like the worm, like the super bright yellow to almost to like white in the middle of this like thing. And then the muted colors all around it. So it really like draws the eye to that one area. Cause it's just like brighter and different and stands out. It's cool. I'm reading a comic book right now, and I'm blanking, and I might run into the bedroom and then edit this out, but <laughs> that David Stewart is coloring, and it's like he's, no matter what he does, Dave Stewart is not, like, limited to, like, oh, he's great with Mignola. It's like, right. he is absolutely a master at color. Yeah. It's incredible. And it's just, uh, like, these covers, and we've talked about this probably before, and I, I know the most creators get all the credit in a sense, like... Mignola is always going to be like the lead singer of Hellboy, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's interesting to think that like the inker is sort of like the drummer. Yeah. Of a band. A, yeah. These other guys are definitely like the rhythm section for sure. They're <laughs> yeah. like the backbone of this whole thing, keeping it together. Yeah. Like you can have all these like sick guitar riffs and shit, but you need like something giving it a foundation. Totally. I feel like there's, you know, this, the color of the, of Hellboy is like such a, iconic thing for in my mind of like yeah. what the entire comic is i would maybe like what i what i what i would what, 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 what i was blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so that just my brain went dumb but <laughs> so if, i guess the artist the first artist and the creator are like the lead singer and the lead guitar sure right so as far as recognition and yeah credibility. i think the inker is the drum i'm gonna put inker in the drummer cool. because they're very like they definitely like like a good drummer is like creative, but also keeping it tight, right? Yeah. Keeping everything in, in yes, in the yeah. lines, right? Everybody can follow the inker. Yeah. Then making everything clear for everybody. Yes, <laughs> of where the song is going. I guess I'm not the best. I'm not a musician. Yes. <laughs> then I'm like, where would the color? Would the colors be another guitar? I guess in some sense, incidents, <laughs> but I think in some incidences he's another guitar. Like he's a second lead. Sure. Cause I think with Hellboy, I'm going to give Dave Stewart. I think he's a second lead guitar. He's the rhythm guitar. Yeah. Guitarist. Right. He's, he's not a bass. Cause I think a bass, I think there's other colors that sit <laughs> yeah. back in that bass role. Sure. That keep the rhythm. But also I just think like he's an example of going a little more. I like our it analogy. We've really, <laughs> we're filling out. But, and then I'm like, Letterers, 
I think is the, maybe the base. Because that's there sort of the, you go. They're sort of like they come in and they give it the. They you don't add even that notice how much how important they exactly. are. Exactly, yeah. and because and, I do think a letter, the way a lettering is sort of a little more invisible, whereas <laughs> a bass can sort of fall back unless yeah. they're like they, unless they are featured in the the song. There's this uh, line from. <laughs> Me- did you ever watch Metalocalypse? Yeah, I did. there's this line where like some like groupies are talking to the band and at one point they tell Murderface like why don't you make like your instrument and be silent because he like <laughs> plays the bass it's very that is very good yeah. very cruel and very good so mean <laughs> I love the bass I don't think I don't agree no, yeah, if you if you can get yeah. a killer bass line it, it can make a fuck, make or break a song man yeah uh, but I'm gonna run to the be- the bedroom real quick just to see if I can get this thing and then I'll edit it in one second get it uh, he is currently Dave Stewart is Coloring Silver Surfer black, oh, which that is awesome, brilliant. And if I mean, I I'll, if you haven't picked up this, I think it's a great little series already. It's Donny Katz is writing it. He did the Thanos run a little bit, like Thanos wins, I believe is what it's called. This and is so cool. I like I like Donny Katz, but then I think the art in it is also incredible. And then um, uh, Dave Stewart's colors just really make it pop. It's amazing. This looks great. When I mean, it's currently running, I'm only as we're recording this, there are two issues out. There could, by the time we're you're listening to this, be like done. It could be all. I think it's a five or six issue run. I believe. This looks so cool. But it's very cool. I love how like mercurial he looks. Like he looks like he's like liquid silver. You know. Yeah, they do a great job of designing. It's really cool and making it super cosmic and everything. Yeah. And yeah, it's trippy as hell. So that's what I, you know, that Dave, anything by Dave Stewart, I think, pick it up, read it, He's check good, it out. Man. He's amazing. Yeah. But uh, that's it for this little short um, but wonderful bonus episode for all of your listeners out there. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on the covers. Of, yeah, on your what thoughts are your on, guys' favorites? Yeah, we'd love to hear that. And what are your thoughts on the new Hellboy 25 uh, years of covers? Are you as mad as, uh, or not yeah, mad, but furious, furious yeah. about not having the complete titles on there? It is a great collection, however. And yeah, it's still like an awesome book. Like yeah. it's really cool. It just it was, it, my first reaction was like, oh, I kind of wish this was here. I do, but too. it's not like because some would, of them look I like they've not. just been removed. Yeah, yeah, but that's you know, it's so great. You still get to see them. Some yeah. people probably would prefer it because it's oh, like oh, I it's do. like unobstructed art. You know, but I don't know. In my mind, that's like a part of it. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you on that. But I'm glad I have it. But tell us your thoughts on all of that. We'd love to hear from you. Even during this uh, hiatus until we get to our season four, we'll, we'll probably at least reply to the emails, let you know, and then we'll, you know, we'll probably hit them up in the, um, in the future yeah. on the, on the show, as well as, you know, that'll be more stuff to talk about in the future from you out there. We, we thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, we hope you return with us um, in season four. Yeah. And you can go on to Apple Podcasts or wherever you um, listen to your podcast if they offer this option. Rate and review us. By rating and reviewing us, that will bring more listeners to the show, which we love. We can maybe get some people to catch up with us and join us in season four as we yeah. take off into those storylines and upcoming world of Hellboy. If you do, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and your review starts with the word, boom, we will read your review right here on the show and give you a big old shout out. Woo! <laughs> uh, and you can follow us on Instagram at Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, on Twitter at Ah Crap Hellboy, 
Our email, because I don't think I said that already, is at awcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. You can definitely reach out to us that way. But that's it for this bonus episode. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll see you in um, in 2020, season four yeah. uh, of the show. So thanks again for joining us. And remember... We love you. Hi, folks. Sean Watkins here. I'm here to tell you about my podcast slash album called This Is Who We Are. That's right. It's a podcast and a record all rolled into one. Each episode features one song off the record paired up with a conversation with a guest who is related to that song in some way. Guests include Jackson Brown, Inara George, Kate Micucci, and the conversations aren't about these songs specifically. The songs just serve as sort of a topical springboard that hopefully will lend a little context to this new album of mine. Sort of like a modern day version of liner notes, only much more personal. The podcast and the album are both called This Is Who We Are. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts.